Eagles Entertainment. On Wednesday, January 19th, Eagles general manager Howie Roseman and head coach Nick Sirianni spoke to the media to close out the 2021 season and look ahead to 2022. Good morning, Howie and coach. Appreciate you guys taking the time today. Thanks, Allie. Thanks, Allie. We'll get started here with Ruben Frank and then Jimmy Kempsky. Hey, guys. A uh, question for Howie to start off. Um, Howie, have you seen enough from Jalen this year to feel comfortable with him as your quarterback moving into the future? You know, we talk about Jalen and the growth he had, uh, really first-year starter, second-year player, uh, leading this team to the playoffs, um, tremendously impressed by his work ethic, his leadership. We talked the last time we talked was during camp, and we said we wanted to see him take the bull by the horn, and uh, he certainly did that. Is that a yes? Yes. We'll go to Jimmy and then Dave Zangaro. Good morning, guys. This is a question for Howie. Um, I know you say yes, but because you have extreme draft capital this year, you'll be in a better position than other teams to trade for like an elite level quarterback should one become available. Um, while you said that, you know, Jalen answered a lot of questions for you. If the right player is available at the right cost, are you willing to make that kind of a move that might not be possible in future off seasons when you have fewer assets to trade? Yeah, I think for, for us, what we're doing right now is we're evaluating our team and we're continuing to figure out ways to build. You know, we're not happy about the fact that, you know, our season ended um, in the playoffs. We want to build a team that has home playoff games, gets to play in front of our fan base, um, you know, really build a team that gets a buy. So um, those opportunities, those assets that you talk about allow us to continue to build, um, really helps us add good players to this team. Uh, our job is to look at, at everything, to evaluate every position, every player. We do that not only for right now in this moment, but we also do it so we have information when players become available at any position. Go ahead, Dave, and then Mike Kay. Hey, Howie, why haven't we seen Jalen Rager take steps toward the growth that we probably anticipated? And, and are there some lessons from that pick that you take out? Yeah, certainly as we head into year three, um, you expected more uh, from Jalen at this point. We had a chance to sit down with him uh, after the season and had an honest conversation about the things that he needs to develop and the things that we can help him develop um, to continue his growth. Um, in terms of learning from um, anything, you know, that we have to do that. We have to continue to evolve. We kind of have to look at not only the things that um, maybe – we don't like about our decision-making, not just talking about Jalen in this situation, but talking about as a whole, but also the things that we did well. And I think that's part of, of continuing to grow in your job and in your profession. Go ahead, Mike, and then John McMullen. Hey, Howie and Nick. Um, Howie, this one's for you. Uh, with three first round, yeah, I, I'm not trying to ignore you, Nick. I mean, I've talked to you quite a bit. Hey, we're, we're good, we're good. We're good. We've been talking for the last six months. That's good. I'm just listening. All right, so Howie, you've got three first-round picks. You haven't drafted an off-ball linebacker in 40 years. I mean, you're part of that. Um, you haven't drafted a cornerback in 20 years in the first round, safety ever. With three first-round picks, how can that change your strategy towards uh, positional value um, coming into this draft? 
Well, I think we, we have a philosophy on how to build this team, you know, a philosophy that we think has, has been um, successful. Um, obviously, you know, you'd, you'd like more championships every time you're out there. But, um, you know, we're going to stay committed to the way we think to build the team. In terms of having those three first-round picks, I think it's important that we bring in good players that, that fit the system that our coaches run. Um, that also fit the fabric of this team. We have a lot of good players who are also good people. It's important for us to have those guys on the team. And we don't go into a draft saying we're not going to do something. Um, I think for us, it's all about the skill set of that particular player, the football character of that player. And um, as we get more heavy into this draft and, and sitting down and having a lot of conversation with our coaching staff, we'll discuss all that stuff. Go ahead, John and Tim McManus. Hi, Howie. Nick, uh, good morning. Um, to kind of piggyback off that, um, and and you've had different coaching staffs. Obviously, this is the first year with Nick. It's sort of how does that change your philosophy? Uh, because I assume everybody's a little bit different. They value certain things for their scheme a little bit more. And Nick, you can probably talk to this as well. Um, how does that change your philosophy beyond building on both sides of the ball, which has been so successful for you. Yeah, I think I was very fortunate to start my career working with a Hall of Fame coach, and, and he always talked about the fact that we're, we have to be extensions of the coaching staff. You know, if, if there's not a fit, if there's not a vision, if we're drafting players who don't fit the particular scheme of our coaching staffs, these players aren't going to be able to develop into the players that we want them to be. So I think everything's about communication. Everything's about vision from the coaching staff. Um, coach and his staff do a tremendous job before we acquire any player of saying, um, and here's how we see him fit. Uh, I could even see coach, you know, turn around a notebook paper and saying, and here, here's how we see him fit. And I think that just makes our, our job easier to be able to have that vision and understand um, when we're watching them on Sundays or Mondays or Thursdays or I guess Tuesdays this year, um, what it's going to look like and down on the field and having everyone on the same page. Go ahead, Tim, and then Jeff McLean. Hey, Howie, just for uh, clarity's sake uh, regarding the quarterback, are, are you going into this offseason uh, with the mindset that Jalen Hurts is your quarterback in 2022? Yes. I think for us, um, we got to do whatever we can to continue to help him develop. And how do we do that? By surrounding him with really good players. Um, players continue to grow. That's a huge part of developing. Uh, they grow how they are in their second year is not how they're going to be in year four, five, six, and seven. And they're also products of the people around them. So that's on us to continue to build this team. Go ahead, Jeff, and then Elliot. Uh, this question's for Nick. Nick, do you uh, will you retain Jonathan uh, Gannon and assuming he isn't hired as a head coach, uh, Shane Steiking and Michael Clay as your coordinators, and will the rest of the staff remain as is? And then uh, just to uh, be clear, have you met with Jeffrey Lurie yet for the season ending uh, interview? Yeah, um, you know, really, really like this staff and everything that um, we have in this staff right here. I think it's a great group of guys um, that work well together. I think that's really important that guys work well together within the building. And so and that starts by, you know, having a, a good group of guys, a, a good group of people. Um, and that are talented at what they do. So, uh, you know, as, as of right now, um, you know, again, I'm evaluating everything like I would 
at the end of the year, right? I'm evaluating every player. I'm meeting with every player. Um, I'm evaluating every coach. I'm meeting with every coach. I'm really happy with the, the people that we have in this building. Um, I'm really happy with the staff that we have um, and, you know, look forward to continuing to work with them. I have not had my end-of-year meeting with uh, Mr. Laurie. Look forward to doing that as well uh, to be able to talk through all the things that, you know, of this season uh, after, after a long season, being able to talk through all those things. So, um, yeah, I look forward to all those meetings that we're having. I started some of our coaches' meetings today, um, probably through about five of our my uh, five of my you know end of year meeting with the coaches, uh, w- with the guys upstairs, and look forward to talking to all of them uh, here within the, today and tomorrow. Go ahead, uh, Elliot, and then Zach Berman. Questions for Howie and uh, Nick. Howie, your team became much more of a run-first offense over the last month, and you had success doing it. But I was curious if you want to try to get back to more of a pass-first offense. When you look around the league, that's how a lot more teams are kind of uh, winning at a high level. Yeah, I think our goal is is to win as many games as possible. And uh, however that, that comes about is something that makes us happy. You know, um, I don't think I've ever walked into the locker room unhappy with a win. And so um, I think Coach and his staff do a great job of fitting to the personnel. You know, it's, it's kind of ironic because a year ago today was, was our first meeting with Coach. And one of the things that he said that really won us over was that, you know, his scheme was going to be dependent on the players and the personnel. And he was going to utilize our personnel in the way that they would be able to maximize their talents and for us to win games. Go ahead, Zach, and then Martin Frank. Hey, it's, it's nice to see you, Nick, but this one's also for Howie. Uh, Howie, you've approached off-seasons differently when the team was in a building stage compared to maintaining a contending team. Mm-hmm. How do you view the off-season and the stage that the, the, the team is in now? Is it still the transition period that you discussed last year, or is this a go-for-it period where you're comfortable making short-term decisions? Yeah, you know, it's ironic that you asked this question, Zach, because I, I have spent a lot of time thinking about some of our off-seasons and those transitions. And, you know, some of the years where I thought maybe um, we needed a specific role or player to to push us over, you know, when we had made the playoffs and maybe lost in the playoffs, and some of the maybe mistakes for overvaluing that particular skill set, um, as opposed to really keeping building the team and getting players that – fit the scheme, fit the, the, the culture that we're trying to build here, and just really good players. And, you know, I think in, until you're really talking about a team that, that is hosting home playoff games and getting the one and two seeds, um, you're in building mode, you know. And I think that uh, that's where we are right now. Um, again, going back to just uh, for me, today, today is a symbolic day. You know, I don't know that Bob set the press conference today because I felt that way, but um, in terms of, of sitting down with Coach for the first time and then where we are a year later. And um, we knew we had things that we had to do to build um, at that time when we sat down. And I think it gives us the opportunity with some of the assets that we've acquired over the last year to continue to build and, and also look at our team and, and think that there are uh, good players here, you know, good players that, that help us uh, get to the playoffs. Go ahead, Martin, and then Rob Motti. Hey, um, good morning, guys. Uh, this question, I guess, is kind of for Nick. Um, it's kind of expanding on what Zach asked, um, but more specifically at, with regards to wide receivers. Um, you know, you guys obviously came into the season with a really young group at wide receiver with, you know, Devontae, Quez, and, and Jalen Rager. 
And I was wondering just, you know, your evaluation of them, their growth, and like if you guys feel like you need, um, you know, to go after like a free agent or someone who can kind of take you over the top at, at that position in particular. Yeah, I feel I feel really good about the wide receiver group uh, as a whole. Um, I think you have a, a number one guy um, in in Devontae Smith. You know, I think he's a I think he's a number one receiver. You know, and he's and he's continuing to get better. Um, why do I think he's a number one receiver? Because he can consistently win one on one. He can he can get the ball into his hands and make plays with the with the ball in his hands. Uh, you know, maybe on some short a uh, short pass. Uh, he catches everything right. His competitive his competitive nature. So I think that. There's not a lot of true number one receivers in the NFL, and I think uh, we have one um, that is going to continue to get better. Um, and and then I look at uh, Quez Watkins as you know he's our he's our number two wide receiver, and he's got big time speed. Um, he he has a knack to make plays. Um, of course, you always want to get you know the the style of offense that we played this year, um, you know didn't allow for Quez to get as many touches as he probably deserves. Um, but, you know, we did everything we could do to win each and each an individual game. And so Quez has big play ability in him. And, and I think out of the number two wideouts I've been in around in the NFL, he, he can be one of the best two number twos that I've been around in the NFL because of, you know, because of his skill set and because of his ability to make the pl- make plays. I think a lot of us talk about Jalen Hurts and his ability to just be very steady. Quez Watkins is very, and that's a that's a that's a, um, a a trait that we all value in in Jalen Hurts. Quez Watkins is the same way. Like he's not going to get too up. He's not going to get too down. Uh, you know, throughout the the course of a game, throughout the course of a year, I'm really pleased with him. And the and gosh, like to have two guys like that that you really trust and you really are scheming to to open to try to make plays. You know, that's a bit that's a big uh, that's a big positive. Um, you know, and then, you know, Jalen, Jalen Rager, we want uh, more production from Jalen Rager and he has all the talent to do so. Um, so I like, you know, I like him in that, that number three spot right now to, to be able to make plays because I, I, he has skill, he has talent. It's our job as coaches to get that skill and that talent out of him. And, and so it produces on the field and it's our job as coaches um, to, you know, put him in position to succeed, and that's a two-way street. I, I'm not, I, I'm not by any means saying I'm taking all the blame or all the credit or whatever it is, right? And because it's a two-way street, and Jalen's got to make the plays when when the opportunity arises. But he does have extreme talent um, that, you know, for a number what we're what we're considering a number three receiver that to be able to make plays, and then, you know, I really valued. Um, Greg, Greg Ward's uh, contribution to the, to the group of, and, and I can't say enough good things about Greg Ward. Like he's a, he's the, he's one of the main leaders on this team. He's a one and one of the main leaders in that wideout room. Um, and it's through example of how he, how he kind of goes about his business. Um, you know, for a guy to have whatever 50 or 60 catches that he had last year and then take a, a little bit step back of the role that he had this year, but still be able to lead that speaks volumes to what kind of person Greg Ward is. And you, and each room needs a leader in that, in that aspect. 
Um, and then you always need, again, like we're kind of having this conversation, ask me about wideouts, and we're kind of painting the picture the same way Howie and I would talk about it, like what do you need for the room? And you, know, you have that blocking element of, of J.J. Uh, J.J. did a really good job in his role this year of our, of our enforcer, of our guy that would go out and get blocks when we needed him to to pave the way for the number one rush offense in the NFL. Um, and I don't want to say pave the way. We know our offensive line and our tight ends and our backs pave the way. But that is a very underappreciated um, position in the blocking wide receiver because those sometimes spring five-yard runs where uh, to 15-yard runs or 20-yard runs or eight-yard runs into 28-yard runs. And so I'm, I'm pleased with this group. Um, again, uh, you're, you're not going to have the same statistical output when they're this type type of offense that we were this year, but I am very pleased with this group, and I know that this is this is a good group. Are we always going to look to add talent to the group and, and and playmakers to the group? Of course, but I like where we sit right now as the wide receiver group, and I and I think we can continue to grow at that group because of the guys we have, the talent that we have, and the guys that we have in that room. Go ahead, Rob, and then EJ Smith. Hey, guys, two-part question. First one for either of you. Have you communicated to Jalen that he will be the starting quarterback going into next season? And will you address with him what's probably going to be endless rumors about you pursuing someone else? And then part two for Howie, you have those three first-round picks. That's going to give you a ton of flexibility. But how much value do you see in, in maybe leveraging any of those for draft capital in 2023? Uh, as far as the first part, Jalen knows where he stands with us. Um, you know, he knows he's our quarterback. Uh, we, you know, that's how do you know where you stand with a coaching staff? Because you communicate and you talk over and over and over and over again. And so Jalen knows where he stands with us. Uh, I thought he did a great job of getting better throughout the year, as we as we've talked about. And so, yeah, there's no there's no secrets there. He he knows he's our guy. Rob, tell, ask me again what, what part you wanted me to answer, please. Howie, having those three first-round picks is going to give you a ton of flexibility. So how much value do you see in leveraging any of those for future draft capital? I think it depends who's on the board, right? I think uh, really it, it's always an equation of if there's a guy on the board that we think ha has incredible value for that pick, whether it's in the first round, second round, if we have a group of guys that we value similarly and we can move back, and I think because of the amount of picks we have in this draft, maybe even getting picks for 2023 um, and getting in a situation similar to this year where um, we have a lot of picks, we have a lot of value, I think that, that would be good. But, of course, you know, I, it will depend on who's on the board and the value of that player on the board. Thank you. Go ahead, EJ, and then Bo Wolf. Hey, guys. This one's for Howie. Um, we haven't really had a chance to talk to you since uh, Fletcher Cox's name came up and trade rumors uh, around the deadline. I just want to know, I guess, what's his uh, standing with the team going into the offseason and uh, what went into the decision at the deadline? Well, I think, first of all, you know, it's our job to, to listen to everything um, and to see if there are ways to improve our team. And uh, obviously, Fletcher's a great player. And, um, you know, teams where we were at the deadline uh, were making calls. And for us, uh, it's important. Our priorities are always going to be along the line of scrimmage. And obviously, like having him and, and 
um, Hargrave and, and you know, do you see the growth from Milton uh, inside? You know, that's a huge part uh, of our defense and a huge part of our priorities. And so, you know, just like Coach said, uh, we communicate with our players. Um, they know when, when things are going on, we'll be honest. We have honest communication. And so Fletch knew what was going on. Uh, we communicated with him. And, um, you know, he's a guy that uh, was a big part of the success that we had uh, down the stretch. And uh, he can continue to take over games and be an incredible player, you know, um, and we expect more from that going forward. Go ahead, Bo, and then John Clark. Uh, this question is for Howie. Howie, um, I guess, could you just share with us your sort of evaluation of, of the arc of the season, um, you know, the balancing the, the second half improvement against the strength of schedule and, and did anything surprise you? Um, you know, I'm just really proud of our coaches and our players and really the whole building sticking together. Um, obviously, during a season, you're going to have adversity. Um, I don't think anyone uh, flinched during that time of adversity. Um, we knew this season uh, was going to be some highs and some lows. I think we felt that during training camp that we were kind of trying to figure out our identity, our personnel, um, and Coach did an amazing job with that. So really proud of him and his staff. Um, and the communication that they had throughout that process. And at the same time, you know, um, like I said, Bo, like we, we have to continue to build. Um, we know that we have to get to a certain level uh, to be a team that has a bye, that has home playoff games, and, you know, eventually competes to win a world championship. And so I think that um, certainly not satisfied with where we are. We know we, there's a lot of work to do. Um, and we started that. We started that during the season uh, by resigning our own free agents, which is a huge part of free agency is to keep your own players, uh, the guys that you know, you know their work ethic, you know their fit. Uh, and we did that to kind of get a head start and a kick start into the season. But there's a lot of work to be done and, and excited about the opportunity ahead. John and then Ed Kratz. Hey, this is a question for Nick. Uh, you know, some quarterbacks who played in their first playoff game this past weekend really struggled, struggled like Kyler Murray and Mac Jones and Jalen. When you're evaluating Jalen Hurts this year and, and thinking about where he can get to, how much do you weigh that playoff appearance and what happened versus what happened the second half of the season against non-playoff teams? Yeah, you take everything into account, and nothing in the NFL is a given. Um, I think we've see, we see that all over the NFL, you know, like nothing, nothing's a given. You got to come out and ready to play each and every week, no matter who you're playing, no matter what their record is, because anybody can be anybody at any time in this league. And, and so you take in count, you take into account the whole body of work, right? And you don't, you know, like you don't, you don't just count Jalen's game against uh, the, the giants, as we all know that he, he didn't, we've already discussed what we felt like and what he, what he felt like of how he, we played in that game. You take the account the the entire body of work, and so, um, you know, I'm pleased with the way he he developed as a as a um, as a passer as a quarterback. Um, I think again, we've seen so many things that he that he got better at, um, you know, and that and that goes into you know Jalen. First of all, first and foremost, Jalen and the football character that he has, the the desire and the want to of how badly this guy wants to be. A, the um, elite, elite, elite player in this league. And then you take into account, you know, Shane Steichen, who's a great offensive coordinator, and Brian Johnson, a phenomenal quarterback coach, and our offensive staff put, you know, doing, you know, everything they need to do to, to get Jalen ready to play. So a lot of, a lot of factors go into why Jalen got better as a, as a passer, starting with Jalen first. Um, 
but you saw him de- develop as, again when he wasn't able to um, have that ability to run as 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 hard or as hard as uh, effective with the ankle. You know, the three of the you know three of his last four games, he played you know a, over a hundred quarterback rating there. Um, you know, you saw him develop in the in the sense of you know early in the year when when he had to extend a play, it was a run later in the year. And I always, I felt like we, we just had to continue to get better in our scramble drills. He became a passer as he extended plays that really helped us uh, down the stretch there. So just really pleased with how he's developed as, as our quarterback. And uh, again, you just don't, you just don't take into account, um, you know, a game in, a, in the playoffs. You, you you look at it, it counts, obviously, right? It was just, you know, even more so. But, you know, you look at you look at the whole body of work and as, as the whole body of work, we're very pleased of where he is and where he's going to be. Go ahead, Ed, and then Chris Franklin. Yeah, hey, good morning, guys. Good morning. Um, Howie, I, I just want to ask you, uh, there's a report out there about Brandon Brooks uh, retiring. I just wonder if you could update, update us on his situation. And then as far as Brandon Graham, as we – Sit here on January 19th. How do you see him, uh, you know, any role for him going forward on the team? Yeah, starting with Brandon, um, you know, we had a lot of communication with Brandon, and it was really important for us to make sure that Brandon Brooks ended the season healthy and, um, you know, to make sure that he had an offseason where he was he was healthy and he wasn't rehabbing. And, you know, that's the extent uh, of our communication. I met with him. Um, at the end of the season and obviously you're talking about like one of the greatest players you know one of the greatest guards in the history of the franchise and have tremendous respect for him as a player and as a person but um, really those are the conversations we've had with Brandon up to this point Um, in terms of BG I'm sorry Ed one more time was the question on BG yeah what do you see a role for him on this team next year I know it's early in the evaluation process but how do you view him as returning player off of an Achilles injury yeah, we miss BG. Uh, we miss BG, the player, um, and there, there's nobody who can replace BG, the person, the leader that he is as well. And um, we know he's gonna—he's attacking this rehab. We see him every day around here, and he's got a chip on his shoulder. And he, um, we do see a role for him going forward, um, and we're excited to get him back next year. He—he's a huge part of our football team. Chris, and then Les Bowen. Hey, this question is for Howie. Howie, what did you learn about Nick during the uh, second half turnaround? Yeah, I, I think Nick is the same guy every day, you know, and no matter what happened, um, he he loves to coach this football team. He's got an incredible passion for his job. Um, he's an incredible leader, you know, his messaging to the teams, you know, some of those things that you think you know when you're interviewing someone, but you don't really get until you're part of it um, were incredible. Uh, he's got great communication skills and and I know, you know, he, he would say this, that he's still developing. You know, he's, he's going to get better and better as he sees more things and more experience. I feel really fortunate to have the opportunity to work with him and, um, you know, excited about doing whatever I can to help him have success. Go ahead, Les, and then Jeff Mosher. Thanks. Hey, fellas. I'll be back. I have a uh, question I'd really like an answer from each of you, if you don't mind. <laughs> the 2022 Eagles. How do you see them? How do you want them to be different from the 2021 Eagles? And don't say, you know, win a few more games or something like that. But, you know, what specifically as you can, how do you want this to be different next year? Start. 
Yeah, I mean, I think you you never want to put yourself in a hole, right, and where you're two and five to start things off. You want to start off, you want to start off, you know, better than what we started off. Um, but you see, a, you see around the league all the time where where teams, you know, maybe maybe start off quick and then fade off. So I think what's important and what and where I'm happy with this team is that it, this team did get a little bit better each week. Um, where we were playing our better football later in the year. So, you know, that, you know, starting off fast and that, and like, you know, we didn't start off fast the last month of the season as far as, as a team. And, and, and sometimes it was the offense not starting fast and sometimes it was the defense not starting fast in a game. Um, and so, you know, that, that's the main thing that, you know, you, you want that to be consistent throughout the year, the starting fast, staying fast, um, you know, so you can accomplish what Howie was just talking about, getting a, a home playoff game and, 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 and having the, the, our great fans at, at our game. And, you know, we know we had great support. At, even we had great support at Tampa, but it's, it's so much nicer to play here. And so the, the, the getting off to a good start, um, you know, not just being 1-0, and but getting off to that good start in that first quarter of the season, I think is really important. But staying, staying there and staying the course, which I know we did throughout this year of, hey, it started slow, but the, the course was this still throughout the entire year. I think that's what the best teams in this league do. They do this throughout the entire year. So starting fast, but, continue, but also staying in that, that upward trajectory uh, of that, I think, you know, obviously we'll, then, then we can do what our goals are is to win the division Right and and to get into you know to get a home playoff game to to make some make some noise there. And Howie, do you have a thought there? I mean, he he just killed it. I mean, he hit a lot of the topics that I was I was going to talk about less, but you know, certainly from from our perspective as front office, just um, giving them a, as many good players and good people as we possibly can, and continue to look down on the field before games and, and feel really confident about the talent and ability that we have on this team that, that we present for our coaches and, and our fans. And, um, you know, we take that part, you know, really to heart. So. Thank you. Thank you. Hey, we have time for two more. So we'll go to Jeff and then Chris Murray. Uh, hey, Howie, uh, question for you. I know last year at this time, in this kind of press conference, you were asked a lot about Carson Wentz's future. And I believe you had said that you couldn't see kind of like your fingers not being without him. And obviously, <laughs> things changed uh, with the outcome there. So, so I wonder if there are any scenarios that could arise this time around where you've already given a commitment to Jalen Hurts as your starter, but could that, for football reasons, could that change? Yeah, thanks for reminding me. You know, second person today who's reminded me about my fingers on my hands comment, you know, must come from having a lot of kids. Um, you know, I, I think that when you look at any position, it, opportunities come about in this league. Um, and I'm certainly not talking about the quarterback position, where you have to make decisions about what's best for the franchise. And I think last year with Carson, um, we had to figure out going forward what really made the most sense, you know, when we got the offer that we did. And so um, certainly um, that changed there. I understand that. And uh, But us right now, we're, we're in this mode of trying to build this team and trying to build this team and get as many talented players that we possibly can to compete for championships going forward. And we have a great opportunity to do that this off season to keep building. Go ahead, Chris. Okay. Yeah. This question for Nick Sirianni. Um, there were times this season when your quarterback Jalen Hurts struggled with accuracy and getting the ball downfield. Is there something that he has to specifically work on? Do you have a 
off-season off-season program to specifically help him get better at, at being more at being a more accurate quarterback and getting the ball out on time to receive and finding open receivers and not missing them. Yeah, the the offseason. So my I haven't had my personal meeting with Jalen yet, and with, so this is all things that we'll, him and I will discuss. And and at the end of each uh, meeting with the players, you know, I'm going to ask them, you know, what their offseason plan is and what our offseason. And one of the things we'll discuss is what our offseason plan is for them. Um, when you talk about accuracy, right? Accuracy starts with knowing where to go with the football, and then I'm always about the feet, the feet, the feet, the feet, and then the finish. And so. Jalen did, did, you know, really when you when you talk about that is just getting your feet set, being able to set your target line where you want it to want it to be set, and so that's a constant thing that you're doing. That's like uh, that's like shooting free throws, right? You you have to put yourself in that position over and over. And that, get your get your target line set there, your foot, your your toe on the dot, all the things that you do go through there. It's the same thing with with quarterback play, and so anytime you talk about accuracy, right? It's it's getting the it's getting your it's getting your feet set, and how do you get your feet set in the position where you want to throw it? It's it's through constant reps. So it's the drills that we did throughout the entire year of getting his feet set to to make the throws that he needed to make, um, and he needs to make in in the in the year. And I and I definitely think he got better at that. But that is uh, accuracy is something you're always as a quarterback want to have that, that trajectory of going going forward. So we'll be continuing to do those drills that we did. As far as the the decision making, right? The decision making is you see quarterbacks in the NFL get better at decision making as they get older, uh, and they and that's why there's not a lot of fall off with a with a quarterback like Drew Brees or Tom Brady or in my case last year with Philip Rivers, where they, these guys were just they just know where to go with the football because they've seen everything. So. How do you do that as a quarterback? And how do you, well, first of all, it is reps. It's the reps you get in training camps, it's the reps you get in the game. But like we're we we do things to accelerate that, right? And so it's the film. It's the it's the way we break down film for them and and go over it with them and and put them in that position again and again and again. Okay, here's this curl uh, curl flat concept versus cover three. All right, and here's the ball being delivered to the curl. Oh, and you just and just show them that over and over and over again, and show them him doing it, show them other quarterbacks around the league doing it, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Right? Okay. Here's that. Here's this uh, deep cross, shallow concept against cover four. Put him in that position as much as you can now, right? So he is. So it's it, it becomes even second nature when he's when he's doing that in training camp. Now there's no replacement for the 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 physical reps that you're going to get but you try to do that as much as you can with film and as much as you can with the review of the season and other quarterbacks around the league and so that's where it will start um, of our personal film of going through all those things and all the reads and going through there to know to get him to to be play at even a faster level again we saw him get play at a faster level as the season went on but to get him to play at even a faster level um, and then, like I said, with the with the drill work on that. So it, it starts in the film room, um, and so we'll have a very detailed plan for that. We've been doing this with the quarterbacks for a long time. Uh, I'm fortunate enough to have been around really good quarterbacks um, that have also taught me. Like I, you know, I learned a lot from Frank and how he went about his process of how he developed quarterbacks and that. And then being around Philip Rivers, who played for 17 years in the NFL, these are things that I've taken from them of what they did in the offseason 
to make sure that they were playing at a higher level in the two areas that you talked about uh, the following year. Hey, guys, I just wanted, one, to to thank our fans. You know, we know it's still not totally normal out there, but the support we had having fans back was outstanding. It was a lot of fun to be in our stadium, and um, hopefully we continue to um, play well and, and win home games. And then thank you guys. I know it's hard um, with everything going on to leave your families and be on the road and come out to practice every day and just uh, uh, keep everyone safe and healthy and, and look forward to speaking to you guys again in the near future. Thank you. Thanks, everybody. Appreciate your time. How are you, Coach? Thanks. For more Eagles news and exclusive interviews, be sure to subscribe to all of our Eagles original podcasts, including Eagles Update, Eagles Insider, and Eagle Eye in the Sky.